Welcome to the Light Leaders Podcast, where I'll show you how to step into the light leader that you were born to be. If you're wanting to align with your soul purpose, activate your psychic abilities, and to create an impactful and abundant business, you're in the right place. My name is Athena Bailey, and I'm a trans channeler, a kinesiologist, and a business coach. And I'm here to remind you of the divinity you have within you the sole purpose that guides you through life, and how through your business, you can create the huge spiritual shift into 5D that we're all here for. In this podcast, you'll receive spiritual teachings for your business, manifestation techniques to quantum leap, channelings with energetic activations, and tried and tested business strategies specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs. If you're ready to kickstart your ascension and align with your higher self, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of Light Leaders. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about empaths, all about empaths. In fact, it's going to be a little bit of a training for how to manage, look after your energy and activate your empath gift. Because to be honest, and I'm going to kick this episode off by saying that very clearly, being an empath is a gift. If you are in the throes of it and you haven't learned to work with it, I can understand how it would feel like a horrible burden. But I promise you, it is actually an amazing gift that once you learn to work with, it's going to benefit your life and benefit the people around you. And it's worth learning how to work with it. It is an integral part of my life, of my work as a practitioner, as a channeler, and I'm so grateful to have this gift. And it really, really is a gift. Now, if you're listening to this episode, you probably already know you're an empath. Um, So just for those of you who maybe aren't sure, and I'd say 90% of the people that I work with or come into contact with through my work are empaths. They're very, very common if you're a light worker and starseed. Now, what exactly is an empath? An empath is someone who literally feels what people around them, even the collective, are feeling. So when there is some kind of, as an example, when there is some kind of worldwide crisis, an empath will feel it. They'll feel like, oh, there's something like not right in the world. The energy is very dense today. It feels off and I feel it inside of me, right? An empath actually feels it inside of them. So if you have a friend who's... Um, you know, maybe they've just lost someone, they're suffering a lot, they're upset, and you come into contact with them, you'll feel that inside of yourself. Now, the issue is that most empaths, they carry that around with themselves, and it can like ruin their days and devastate them. For an empath who hasn't learned to work with being an empath, they don't know how to manage their energy as an empath because what you have been taught about shielding, protecting, working with your energy, it probably hasn't worked for you, which is why you're here and I want you to just throw it out the window because it does not apply to you if you are an empath. Because again, it is a gift. It's not something you can turn off. It's something you learn to work with. So as an empath, you have probably already experienced, if you're not experiencing already, empath burnout. What that means is your nervous system is so overloaded because it is taking on 
all this energetic information. That's what you do as an empath. You're like this sponge and you absorb information. And that's fine if you know how to work with it. But if you continue to hold on to it, what happens is your nervous system goes, this is way too much energy. I don't know how to deal with it. You get very fatigued, very tired. Your body begins to stop being able to tell what's your emotions and what are other people's emotions. You feel sad, overwhelmed all the time. And instinctively, your um, your response is to actually try and protect yourself. And so what empaths will do when they're experiencing empathic overload is they will try and distance themselves. They'll want to be alone. They'll want to be in nature, like anywhere where they're away from other people's emotions. Sometimes they'll meet people who's, you know, might have a lot of energy, um, or some people who, you know, and these people usually don't have negative intentions, they just don't know better, they aren't where they're doing it, they might be energy vampires, which are the opposites um, of empaths, and it'll just overwhelm an empath so much that they'll want to retreat and actually go away on their own. And so if you're an empath and you're on overwhelm, you're probably tired, emotional, worn out, and you just want to be left alone just to kind of manage and even be able to look after your energy. Now, the great thing about this is you can learn to work with it. You can learn to manage being an empath and not only manage it, but learn to work with it as a gift because that's what it is. Being an empath is actually a psychic ability. Yeah, it actually is. But for most people who are empaths, they haven't learned to work with it as a psychic ability. And that's what I'm going to be teaching you in this episode. Uh, I'm going to be showing you how to actually work with being an empath, how to manage your energy as an empath, because it's very different to how everybody else manages their energy, how to discern what's yours and somebody else's, which is massive. Because most of the shit you're dealing with is most likely not even yours if you're an empath, which makes it so much easier because all we got to do is literally let it go. You don't have to go through huge healing to actually clear it. So at this time in my life, I use my empath gifts constantly. I work within my clients. Um, For example, when I sit down with a client, I'll immediately feel in my body, oh, this is the emotion they're feeling. Um, I might feel a pain where they feel a pain. And so it gives me a great insight what's going on for them, which makes me a really good practitioner. But I don't take it on and it doesn't stay in me. It's like, oh, I feel it and then it's gone right? It comes and it goes. What most empaths do is that they hold onto it. So I use it to actually be able to work with my clients. It makes me a lot more sensitive, um, which is fantastic for channeling and psychic work. It makes it a lot easier for me to download information from my spirit guides and to use my higher senses. Because as an empath, you have a heightened nervous system, which means that you're going to be way more sensitive to toxins and products that maybe other people aren't sensitive to, but you're also going to be more sensitive to extra sensory psychic abilities that other people aren't to. And so it is very much a gift. There was once upon a time, I think I was about 18, where I had horrendous, horrendous empath burnout. 
I remember literally being overwhelmed by it. I was always tired. All I wanted to do was just retreat, be on my own. I was using food to try and manage all these emotions that I was feeling. At the time, I was working at an optometrist and I was coming across a lot of people who weren't um, doing very well. Some of them, a lot of them were sick. They were coming in because they were sick. And so that was a prime space for an empath who hadn't learned who hadn't learned yet how to work with her empathic gifts, um, a perfect space for me to be in. And literally, sometimes I would just be around a person and if they express a slight bit of annoyance, irritation, anger, um, sadness, I would just cry. Like I couldn't hold myself together. I was so emotionally unstable and it was just because I was taking on all the stuff that wasn't mine. And I would come home and I would just be drained. I had absolutely no energy. I was emotional. I would eat like food that made me feel better. And I just want to turn off. I had like the idea of going out. No way. I don't want to go out and be around more people. And that's what it looks like when someone is in empathic burnout. But my life looks very different to that now. I never experience that anymore. But the only reason is because I learned how to work with actually being an empath, learn how to actually manage it. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by your empathic abilities, listen on because I'm going to teach you how to work with it and how to use it. So the first thing I want to do is actually bust some myths because you as an empath have probably been told, okay, go and protect your energy. Go look after your energy. Go work with your energy. Now, the beautiful thing is quite recently, a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists, and, you know, modern psychology, they've started to go, oh, like, let's talk about empathy and acknowledge it and actually acknowledge that these people are very sensitive, very creative, and that they feel other people's stuff. And they've, they have offered ways to deal with it, but they're only offering it from a psychological and emotional point of view. And the truth is, being an empath, it's about energy. It's like you're taking on other people's stuff through the form of energy. And it's really having to address the energetic side of it rather than just the emotional, psychological part of it, which is also important. And we are going to cover it because empaths have a notoriously poor boundaries, speaking from experience. So we will talk about that. But your the energy work you do on yourself to manage it is going to be so much more important. So most likely you have been told by someone or read somewhere, you have to shield your energy. You have to protect yourself. Put a shield around you um, so that you don't feel people's stuff. And so you've done the whole process of maybe saying an invocation or putting yourself into a shield, which is great to protect you from certain things. Um, but it's not going to work to stop your empathic abilities. Because here's the thing, being an empath is an ability. You can't just turn it on and off. Like it's a part of you. It's who you are. You are literally born to be this way, right? And so putting a shield around it isn't going to do anything. Now, what happened when I started to work with a lot of empathic clients is I noticed that their energy field looked different to the average person. So when I would have um, clients who were empaths come to work with me, their energy field was almost like these tentacles, just like tapping into other people connected to various situations. And what I saw was their energy field was so much bigger than the average person. 
and that they were just tapped in, tuned into all these various people, situations, places, um, and just plugged into them and receiving information from them still. And so they were just receiving constantly all this information in through their nervous system, which brought in this energy. And so they were feeling tired and overwhelmed all the time. So one of the things that an empath needs to do is need to become aware of their energy field. For, you know, the average person, their energy field is probably just a nice, big, or small, like, circle around them. For you as an empath, your auric field might actually extend even further and be connected into people, places, and might fill out into the space you're in and take things in, right? And so when we are working with our energy as empaths, one of the most important things that we need to do is to call back your energy. And you can do this just with intention. In fact, I'm gonna guide you through right now, wherever you are, it takes like two seconds. Okay, maybe an exaggeration, maybe 10 seconds. But you can literally do it right now. You can do it whenever you like. I, I do this still when I go into places and I'm like, ooh, like the people here or their energy is intense when I just don't want to be open and expanded energetically to the space I'm in. What I want you to do is obviously if you're not driving, close your eyes and I just want you to feel into your energy. Just become aware of it. Tune into your energy field. And I want you to notice, just with awareness, how far it extends out. Notice how far it goes out and if there's any parts of your energy that are plugged into other people and places. These are different from etheric cords, so don't get them confused. What I'm going to get you to do now is just with intention is to call your aura back. Literally, you can just say to your energy, energy, come back to me and feel, feel your aura, your energy field coming back to you. So all these outstretched tentacles and this big auric field, feel it all coming in till it's about a meter radius around you, a meter in front of you, a meter to each side, a meter behind you, and you can see where it starts and where it finishes. And just become aware of your energy field. And what I'm gonna get you to do now is now you can put up the protections and shields, right? But ultimately, this isn't going to stop you from taking on stuff when you come into contact with someone. This will help you when you leave a situation and that you don't want to be plugged into it because you as an empath, you can be plugged into a person that you met last week who told you a sad story or this like violent movie that you watched and you're still taking on the stuff. So cooling back your energy is something you should be doing multiple times a day. It doesn't take long, but you should be doing it multiple times a day to actually see where is my energy? What is it plugged into? But it is not ultimately what is going to help you um, manage this burn out. What is going to help you completely transform how you live as an empath is managing how you take on people's energy. So what I mean by that is when you come into contact, let's say you have a friend in front of you who's distraught about something, she's crying, she's having a really hard time, 
and you're taking it on. You're feeling the sadness within your own body. You're feeling exhausted. You're feeling tired and you're feeling the pain literally inside of you. She gives you a hug. She says she feels better. She leaves and you're stuck there feeling you're feeling all that stuff and it goes on for the rest of the day your day is kind of ruined now like you're just carrying that now here's what someone who has mastered their empathic gift would do in that situation this is how I work with my gift now rather than literally taking in all of that stuff and just holding it I want you to um, compare being an empath to breathing so when your friend tells you, oh, I'm dealing with all this stuff and you can feel yourself absorbing all her things, I want you to go, oh, look at that. I'm feeling what she's feeling. I'm an empath. I'm recognizing it within my body. Cool. Thank you, body, for letting me know what she's feeling and what she's going through <sighs> and breathe it out. Mm. What most empaths do is they actually hold it in and it's like they're holding their breath and they're just going, okay. I'm not going to let this go now. It belongs to me. But what you actually need to do is breathe it out and literally just go, okay, thanks for letting me know. And it's like this out breath. You literally just let it go. And that's how I want you to think about this because that's why protection hasn't worked for you in the past because you might be someone around someone you care about or some random person. Immediately your energy field plugs into them and then they tell you their stuff or you feel their energy. They don't even have to talk to you. Feel it. You breathe it in and you just hold it. The dynamic changes when you start to acknowledge and thank your body, your nervous system for recognizing this emotion and then you breathe it out. And I want you to practice this. I want you to practice next time you feel something and you go, oh, I'm feeling, I'm picking up this person's stuff, you know, and it might not be pleasant. You might be picking up someone's anger and you're feeling it as anger within yourself and you don't like that. I want you to go, oh, observe just with an awareness, you know, don't judge it. Don't get upset by it. Just go, oh, I'm feeling this anger. I have an awareness that it's not mine. This is other person's. Thank you, body, for letting me know that this person is experiencing this anger and let it go and literally as you breathe out visualize it leaving your body you've done your job as an empath you felt their stuff and you can let it go it doesn't actually have to affect you it's like you can see a person is angry but it doesn't mean like you're gonna take a picture of it and look at it all day right but as an empath it's like you feel it and then you choose to feel it for the whole day you literally let it go. And that's going to transform the dynamic of how you take things on as an empath. And then when you do all these things like call energy back to your field and you focus on intentionally letting go the energy out of your body and shielding as well, suddenly you're not plugged into anybody else. You're letting like people go and situations go and not tuning into it. You are protected and you are actually shielded from stuff. And you're no longer being bombarded by stuff that is not yours. So it becomes um, a matter of awareness. So definitely um, calling in your energy multiple times a day. But then every single time you feel an emotion going, oh, is this mine or someone else's? And this is another technique or tool that empaths have to learn to get good at discerning what is yours and what is someone else's. And you want to know something wild. A lot of the clients that come to work with me who are empaths, I tune into their energy field and 
the issue that they're having, it's not even there. It's still come to me to heal something. They have some issue. They even have physical pain. And I tune into it and I just go, oh, it's their mothers. They've taken on the mother's issue or they can on their brother's stuff. They've taken on their partner's pain. And they've literally taken it on. And you're carrying so much stuff that doesn't belong to you and it's becoming overwhelming. So from now on, when you feel something, no matter what emotion it is, I want you to ask yourself, is this mine or someone else's? Does this belong to me? And you don't necessarily need to know whose it is. You'll probably intuitively know, but you don't really have to know, oh, it's this person or it comes from here. You know, it's my boss's. Um, but it's when you have that awareness and you can discern, oh, actually, this isn't mine, you can go, great. So thanks, body, for letting me know. I'm going to send it back now. And so it's just having that awareness and having that knowledge and knowing what's yours and what someone else's. Because as soon as you do, you can send it back. And so having an awareness is a real first step. Because as soon as you have the ability to send it back and you're not plugged into it consistently, because the plugging in and calling back your energy field, it stops the fatigue, right? Um, that you're probably feeling. Actually becoming aware and letting go of stuff that's not yours, that stops the overwhelm. And once we stop that overwhelm of the extra input, the energetic input that's overwhelming your nervous system, suddenly you're not oversensitive anymore because it's really normal for an empath with empath burnout to cry over everything. I know, I've been there. Like somebody gave me a dirty look and I start crying. Like that's, that's literally what it's like because you have no capacity to handle or process any emotion because you're already holding on so much your cup is literally full and the only way you can empty it is by releasing everything that isn't yours and calling back your energy to disconnect from that person situation or place so you are no longer taking on their stuff and once your cup is actually empty once your cup is actually you know has capacity suddenly you're more psychic suddenly you're able to use your empathic gifts as a psychic ability because you are more sensitive and it is a gift, right? But it only starts with doing this. So learning to discern what's yours and what's others. But then we also, along with calling back your energy, asking what's yours and nods, letting it go, treating it as breathing, we also have to cut cords. Empaths can form cords a lot easier than other people. So it's really important that you have some kind of cord cutting um, process. You know, staging yourself, you know, a crystal spray, that's not going to work here. You actually have to cut your cords. My preferred method is literally um, seeing them be burnt with violet fire by the flame of transmutation you can literally just imagine a sword coming down and disconnecting all of them there are lots of methods if you google it you'll see a whole bunch come up but this is really important for you because people will hook into your energy right hooks are slightly different to cords but um you can learn to clear those too people will hook into your energy and they will cord into your energy because it is so juicy, like it's an empath, you have a good energy field, and I'm sure you've been told that compliment before, um, that it's nice to be in your energy, because you give, which is beautiful, and you know, we need people like that on earth who are giving. What happens though, is that 
because of that dynamic, empaths are perfect targets for energy vampires. And I'm sure you as an empath have come into contact with an energy vampire and have had a really hard time. While the average person, you know, might not get flustered at all by them, as an empath, we have a real hard time because with an average person who's in front of us sharing their emotions, sharing their struggles, we'll go, oh, give it to me energetically and I'm going to hold on to it now. But suddenly with an energy vampire, they're in front of us and we're going, come on, give me your stuff. And they're going, yeah, and while you're at it taking my stuff, let me take your energy too, right? And most of this is they're not aware they're doing it. They're no more aware they're doing it than you are of your taking on. Well, actually, you're probably a lot more aware of it than they are. They're probably just going, wow, I feel so much better after hanging out with that person. They're people in need. And so they're taking stuff from you um, without having an awareness of it. And you are perfect for them because you're happy to give that energy. And that's why like we can talk about healthy boundaries and psychology um, all we want. But the fact of the matter is you're not going to have those boundaries until you have energetic boundaries because you can say, no, like I'm not going to take on your emotion. But you've got a cord hooked in, um, connected to them. They've got a hook in your energy and you're taking on all of their stuff. And so it's really important to first and foremost set strong energetic boundaries. Call back your energy field, do put up a shield, send back what's not yours and let it go and cut your cords. Now, obviously, I do recommend regularly clearing your energy, grounding your energy. I do that multiple times um, a day. And if you do that, suddenly you have a really good energetic foundation. And we can now move into looking at healthy boundaries because for most empaths they have poor boundaries we're so acutely aware of other people's pain um, other people's needs and desires that it's a little bit harder for us to put ourselves first right because for people who are empaths when we tune in and go oh this person's suffering I'm also tired but oh I don't want this person I love to suffer in the way that I'm feeling them suffer I'm just going to put my needs on the back pedestal and take care of them and then we also have that kind of, which I would refer to as emotional burnout happen. We're prioritizing everyone but ourselves purely for the reason that we can feel their energy. And this is where it's really important to acknowledge your needs and your emotions as much as the other people. For empaths, it's really normal for us to kind of put ourselves on the, ped um, on the back um, back burner, literally putting other people first. And so it's also having an awareness of if you're not feeling good, if you are not feeling well rested, content, joyful, asking yourself, what do I need right now? And knowing that it's important for you to take care of yourself first and foremost before sacrificing yourself to help others because that's what we as empaths do and we can let people take advantage of us we are so sensitive overly sensitive to criticism judgment that we won't want to like tell somebody no because we're scared you know it's not going to feel good for them and so learning to say no in a way that feels really empowering and really good and you can practice that is very very important for you as well and not doing something just out of obligation or you feel little help the other person, but going, 
if I do what this person is asking me, is it good for me? Will I feel good if I do this? And going, what if I just said no to this? And being okay with saying no to that. I'm not going to go super into depth on like actually maintaining boundaries here because I want to be focused more on the energetic stuff because I know if you are an empath and you do what I've described in this episode, I know that you're going to feel completely different, like literal radical transformation within three days. You'll have more energy, you won't be emotional anymore, and you'll feel stronger and clearer, clearer in your body, energy, spirit, and mind. Like I know that for a fact. I have experiences and seen this with hundreds of my students. So if we can get that down packed, you know, and you can feel confident calling back in your energy field, learning to have discernment of what's yours, what's others, breathing, thanking, letting it go, shielding yourself and cutting your cords, and on top of that, grounding and clearing and doing this as a daily integrated habit, you're going to feel completely different and you're going to feel good. And then from that space, you're going to be able to start setting boundaries because it's so hard to set boundaries when you're, you have empathic overload. So start putting these things into place. Start monitoring your energy. Really figure out a baseline of what do, do I, what does my energy feel like when I feel good, when I feel rested, charged? How do I feel and how can I start noticing that something isn't right? Because once you learn to work with your empathy, it allows you to be very sensitive to your psychic abilities. And once you start opening up those, well, life transforms in magical ways. So hopefully this episode has been helpful for you as an empath and you can start to get your life, you know, life in control essentially once you start looking after your energy in the right way. And I've spoken about it a lot. You've heard it mentioned a lot, Channeling Spirit Academy inside of this podcast episode. And we're actually starting in a couple of weeks. Channeling Spirit Academy is the signature channeling course. I've been running it for many years. I have taken hundreds of students in through this program who are now channeling. They have their own business. They're running sessions. And as you've heard from some of them today, now in Channeling Spirit Academy, you know, it is a practitioner and um, certification training. You're going to learn to directly channel your guides, your angels, your higher self, light language. You know, it's this three-month intensive program and it's not just like videos where you're gonna kind of learn stuff you know you get energy healings practice sessions coaching calls um support group as well as all the modules that will be released so it's this high touch support and inside of this course you're going to learn how to not only channel but also how to trans channel because if you know me you'll know that's one of my soul gifts that i work with a lot in this lifetime You'll learn to light language channel. You'll learn to automatic write. You'll learn how to actually hold channeling sessions, how to create safe and sacred spaces when you're channeling. You'll learn to work in the different dimensions and how to receive psychic information. We'll be working with crystals to channel, how to actually activate, cleanse, clear crystals, 
grid crystals. You'll learn how to work with your spirit guides, your angels, ascended masters, your ancestors, and actually clearing your ancestral lineage. You'll learn to work with your higher self. You'll learn to make crystal elixirs. You'll learn to work in the 5D. You're going to learn to work with the land spirits, channeling nature spirits, star beings. Most of all, once you've gotten into this space where you're channeling and you're tapped in and you're tuned in, we're going to help you actually see clients from it. So how to run channeling session, how to grow your channeling spirit, uh, how to grow your channeling business. Now, that's just about the theoretical, but as we know, channeling is not a theoretical thing, right? It's an energetic process. And so throughout the program, you're going to be receiving almost every single week some sort of energy healing or activation, right? There's a lot of energy work that goes down in this program, you know, from 5D blueprint activation to light language activations to past life contract clearings to Archangel Metatron healings to DNA activations. There's just so many. You can read about them on the actual sales page um, to actually go into it and read more about it. And one of the things that I hear a lot is people asking, okay, well, you know, there are a lot of like psychic courses out there, a lot of channeling courses, like what is it that actually makes this course so powerful and have the results that you've just heard in the episode today? Well, to be honest, there is actually three things that really make this course so potent and powerful. Well, firstly, this course takes you through my signature Ray method, which has helped hundreds of light workers to channel. You're actually taken through the system in the first month of the program, so you can learn how to shift your energy, access the quantum realm, connect to higher dimensions, protect, clear, and expand your energetic capacity to receive divine information. If you've ever just kind of closed your eyes um, and gone, okay, I want to receive something, go on guides, tell me something and you're not getting results, well, that's probably why you actually need a system. You need to be energetically able to open, activate, and move into the quantum to begin to receive information from them. So I take you through that method in Channeling Spirit Academy. The second part is we do energy activations. Most people have really dormant higher chakra and energy systems. We work on activating your higher energy systems, your soul gifts. So accessing higher frequencies and energies is so much easier. You usually need to expand your energy to receive. And we do this by activating your energy system. And the third part is energy healing. Many of us have wounds, traumas, fears, limiting beliefs that block our key psychic centers. In Channeling Spirit Academy, we support you to clear any blocks, fears, past life, and this life wounds that are stopping you from accessing your psychic abilities. But with all that coming through in three months, it's like you're not doing this alone. It's not a DIY, figure it out type of program. This is high touch support. You're going to have me, you're going to have my support coaches um, clearing you. You know, I'm going to be running energy healing sessions that are tailored to you. You're going to have practice sessions where you can pair up and do channeling sessions. Over the course of the course, you're going to receive so many channeling sessions, um, which is also really, really powerful. And with the coaching calls, the energy sessions, practice sessions, anytime you're stuck, anytime you need help, we're there to support you on this journey. And that's the reason why this course gets such amazing results. You know, when we start to channel, not only can we use it as a practitioner, but we can start to ask questions like, what do I need to heal right now? What were my past lives? Who are my guides? 
what step do I need to take in my business? You know, most of my business is channeled. The quantum activation, that was completely channeled. I was told to run it, how to run it, when to run it, how to price it. You can listen to my previous podcast episodes for examples of how I do this, you know. So you just have so many questions that you can ask and receive guidance on, and it's life-changing. Like, Channeling Spirit Academy, you're not just going to get a tool that you can use in your spiritual work. It's a way of living. And it's called being spirit-led, right? Where you're so guided and you're receiving information, your life begins to flow and opportunities show up because you're actually so aligned with what's right for you. So it's a three-month powerful, intensive programs with over 13 modules, over 13 activations, group energy clearing sessions, practice session, coaching calls, manual, um, group support, certification. The doors are open at the moment, so you can go ahead um, and check it out. There'll be a link down inside of the podcast information if you click there and you can check it out. Otherwise, you can go to athenabailey.com and go to Channeling Spirit Academy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode today, and I'll see you on the next one. Blessings. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Light Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Athena Bailey. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a review. Each month, I randomly pick someone who's left a review to win a one-on-one session with me. So if you'd like to win that, leave a review. Sending you so much love, and I'll see you on the next episode of Light Leaders.